Celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, Central Coast, I know I'd be a liar. Hey! Hey, there we go. Come on, Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. I like how you fit it in there, Greg. Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try to set the night on. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. All right. Lots going on on the program today. Head coach Larry Lee will be joining us next hour. We're going to be playing some name that classic rock tune, giving $500 away. How you do it is you play the game. Every time you get a song right, your name goes in the hat for the drawing at the end of the season, which is coming up very, very soon. Cal Poly Baseball actually uh, at home this weekend, taking on UC San Diego. Should be an okay weather forecast for that, but that's coming up a little bit later on. So San Diego is uh, kind of a dark horse in the Big West. They, they, I don't think they were, were picked by many, but they're they're up at the top of of the standings of the Big West, and uh, it's going to be a tough test for the Mustangs as they look to put a positive um, uh, exclamation mark on the end of the season and growth moving forward. When, when you're on the 101 and you um, are driving and you deal with a lot of bad drivers, which we all do. And I may be talking to you that's listening right now. I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but uh, it's probably your parents' fault is what a new study says. Um, they asked a oh, thousand people about their driving habits, and apparently they, if you're a bad driver, you're probably because you got it from your parents. If you speed, your parents probably speed. If you road rage, it was probably because your parents road rage. I, it's been so long since I rode in a car with my mom or dad that I don't even remember. How, I know my mom was a pretty safe driver. I don't remember my dad being a bad driver. My mom was such a bad driver. Like, uh, there's no way. Like, I make it a mission in my life not to end up like my mom when it comes to driving. Like, she would be putting on makeup while she was driving. She would be, I mean, she was distracted driving before the phone. And she would do it at, like, 95 miles an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's, a, she's got a lead foot. She gets, yeah, she's got a lot of tickets. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that, that she has a license. And now she's getting up there in age. She needs to She needs to back off. I mean, just her last trip down here, she got a ticket going home. I mean, it's like <laughs> in California, I'm sure that they have, like, an APB on her. She's got more points in California than she does in her home state of Washington because she does more driving here because it takes, you know, you have to get here. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, she is so bad. So I purposefully set the cruise control. At, what, do I, what am I setting it? I set it at 74 because I figured no cop in their right mind is going to give me a ticket for nine miles an hour over. And I just chill out in the slow lane and I'm heading yeah. home. I, I say, you know, I'm saving some money on some gas, you know. But then. What was the last thing you got one, pulled over for? There's one thing. There's one thing that has trickled down from my mom to me and that is road rage i do get mad oh i think everybody does on the road people are bad drivers and my wife will tell me you know she's like ah. and she says i don't like it when you drive because you get so angry 
I go, well, I'm just swearing. It's not like I'm like swerving and people are cutting anybody off. I'm just, you know, venting verbally. That, you know? That's the gateway drug, Jeremy. That's the gateway drug. I don't know. I think it actually prevents me from being, you know, a road rager. You know, if I can just swear and flip people off and. But I do it under the under so they can't see it, like under the the, the windows, right? So like you know, down around like uh, you know, like the radio, like you know, if somebody cuts me off, like right there at the radio, right there. I don't go up in the window; I keep it down low, and it makes me feel better. And then I haven't broken any laws, and nothing happens bad that way. But what was the last thing you got pulled over for? Do you remember? Was oh, it was that, that stop sign? That stop sign that I stopped yeah. at, but the guy said I didn't stop at. Then when he went back and he looked at the video, he's like, oh, he stopped at it, and he's going to make me bring the video to court, so I'm going to go ahead and just not show up to the court case, make sure I waste his time instead of uh, admitting that I'm wrong. Because That's I don't San, see- San Luis Obispo Police Department <laughs> on that one. Yeah, I got a ticket from San Luis Obispo Police, too, if you remember. is Broad Street. I was doing 45. Broad a, Street's a 30, tough, man. 35. I, and like I, I, I purposefully don't speed, but there are times when well, it's I have tr- to it's speed. tricky between yeah. uh, South Street and Orchid. It's it's slow. You're only supposed to go like thirty or something, thirty five. But then as soon as you hit Orchid Street, it turns to forty or forty five. I, I think it's. But 45. now they got that stupid stoplight for the bicycles. That yes, um, and that's that, right. That, yes, it has it's so, slowed everything down. So it, it was before really, they it, put that in. And the guy pulls me over, and there was there was like seven. I remember I told the story, but there were seven cops lined up uh, right over by my buddy's house. Uh, I forget the name of the street, but it's across from the party rental place. And you know, there's seven motorcycle cops there, and they all got their little, you know, they're like it's like fish on. I mean, I felt like I was being fished. And uh, he pulls me over, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, we had a pedestrian die here last month." And I'm like, "Really? When?" She goes, oh, "I was like at one o'clock in the morning." I'm like, "Okay, well, it's it's ten thirty. It was right after our show got over, and I ran down to that sub place to get a sandwich. I was starving. Uh, the giant grinder. Oh, good sub. Cost me a lot of money because <laughs> I remember at the time getting that sub, going, "Oh, this is a pretty good deal." Yeah, until I got that ticket, and it cost me I about three hundred dollars. But that was the last thing I got pulled over for. My wife recently got pulled over, and I have to be quiet because she's here. And uh, she she got a ticket, and I love it when she gets tickets because <laughs> she's always talking about how she's a better driver. But she was going eighty and a sixty five, and the cop. Your wife, your wife, your wife got a foot, man. I mean, I she's your wife reminds me much of my mom when she drives i remember one time in college i had to like uh i asked her to give me a ride to my car because what we would do in college is we would drive our car to wherever we were drinking at and then drink and then walk home or figure out a way to get home uh that did not involve driving we were being trying to be responsible so i remember waking up one morning and calling up your house because this is when we had landlines calling up your house you weren't there i asked her i said hey could you uh come pick me up and give me a ride in my car she's like yeah sure there's a road much like in college much like broad where like the speed limit's like i don't know what the speed limit is on broad i think it's 35 which yeah. is a, but it depending and then it goes to 45 it's a huge road so you think you could go much faster on it i looked down she's doing 75 on this road <laughs> and i'm like whoa Charlene, are, are you in a hurry? It's like, no, why? Just a Tuesday. Like, you're going to get a huge ticket. So, yeah, 
I like to tease her when she gets because she, she's always like, "Oh, I'm like, well, who got the, who got pulled over and got a ticket last time?" Huh? <laughs> yes, yeah. If you get now, you have to be wife. on it. So you want to be able to hold that over her head as long as you possibly can. Heck yeah! D- make sure you set your cruise control. That's all I do. It's possible. That's all I do. That is the key to not getting tickets. <laughs> Even if you're on 35, really set is. it at 35. It really set is. Set it at 40. If, you, if your car can handle it, which mine, my, I, I've tested mine to see how I know long crew, I can go. 25. I, I call it. I call it cruise control limbo. <laughs> and I could go as low as 30. And oh, I think really? 30, 30 is safe. 30 is safe for pretty much everything, except for a residential yeah, like, you get through small towns, it says 25. I'm at 25, Seth yeah. Cruz. That's it, nice. Yeah. That's nice. But it won't go, I can't it do it won't go at below 25. It won't go below 25. So. <laughs> uh, we're giving away another pair of tickets to brew at the zoo today. That's coming up this Saturday. Uh, that'll be later. 940 if you know the show. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. All right, we got the coach. And uh, it's funny when we when we bring him in. Sometimes he's in. You're always in your office now. Uh, yeah. Used to come to the studio. We don't need to do that anymore. We can do it right from his office. And what do you overlook? Uh, Baggage Stadium there, the field. Yeah, to my le- left, I have a a glass door and some glass, and just overlooking our field. And this morning you're watching your son play a little ball, and uh, you're, he was up to the, to hit. And I, I, you're going to have to entertain a stupid guy here that you know got cut uh, in junior high from the baseball team, or I didn't get cut. I just never made the team. Went out for track instead, which was okay because, well, it doesn't matter. You but got, you got to, you got to run behind that girl. Yes, right? exactly. There was there was <laughs> there what was, was her name? Her name. Yeah. He didn't even go out like 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 track was kind of dorky, but like he went out for dork dork track, which was cross country. <laughs> well, yeah, because, because he got yeah, to run. Girls ran he ran cross country. He got to he got to run behind the girl for longer. <laughs> yes, there was there was there was some girls that was fun to run behind. They're always yeah. like, "We're not holding you up, are we?" We're like, "No, not at all." But anyways, talk about how you teach somebody to hit the ball. It's always been something that's been fascinating to me because there is technique to being able to hit. Uh, you know, when I was playing, you know, you just get up there and you hit it as hard as you can, but. There, there's technique to hitting. So when you start out with a young kid, you're saying, yeah, just basic stuff. How to how to grip the bat. Well, no, let's move to, ahead to that. Let's say we're uh, we're we're now in high school. Okay, but how to grip the bat? I mean, it, 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 it doesn't change. It's it, it's you you try to talk to them about their lower half, about you know where their knees should be in relationship to their, their back foot and how wide they should be. And, uh, but I need a base hit. I need to drive somebody in from third base. I want to put the ball. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a left-handed hitter. I want to pull the ball in between first and second. Well, think swing, swing, take, meaning yes, yes, no, meaning you're going to think about swinging the bat, punishing the ball until you think the ball's out of the strike zone. Uh, or too far out of the strike zone. But with, with like Brooks, you know, I knew I had him for a long time. And I did exactly what my dad did to myself and my two brothers when he threw batting practice to us. We swung at every pitch. And so we learned how to hit like different locations. And I did the same thing with him. And with the thought that you can gain strike discipline later on in life, but wow. learn how to hit first, learn how to don't be so keyholed in, 
and what pitch you want to hit when you're really young, you know. Just go find six, the seven, ball. Eight. Yeah, see ball and, and hit the ball. If it's out of the strike zone, even better because you, you, your brain starts, you know, getting all this data to, of uh, how to hit certain pitches. And sometimes at, at such a young age, everything's, um, you know, you have to swing at this part of the strike zone and don't swing outside. And so when you get older now, things have changed. Like now they throw – uh, you know, in the major leagues over the last five or six year, like elevated fastballs with a high spin rate. And if, if you've never, if you start swinging at that pitch, trying to learn how to hit it at an older age, it, it just it becomes more difficult. So how, in the process, when your dad was doing it with you and your brothers and when you were doing it with Brooks, like it was, okay, just swing at everything that's coming at you. At what time do you start to, um, at what age or what time in the in the progression do you start to be like, okay, now we're going to pay attention to the strike zone a little bit more here? Right, college. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want to become a hitter, like I always like learn it, learn, learn to be a hitter first, and then so older brothers, you know, Mike and Terry, they 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 developed the strike zone. All right, I never did. Like, like the ball came out of the pitcher's hand and, you know, it was basically you were swinging and if you got a 2-0 or 3-1 count. Back then, there were a lot more fastballs being thrown. So it was like almost like auto hack. I mean, you, you were, if it was around the zone, you know, I, I was swinging. And uh, so at Brooks, it was kind of similar. His his first full year here, you know, he had an injury his, his freshman year, but his uh, COVID freshman year, uh he knew he didn't have a lot of, you know, you know, protection around him, and he and we didn't have that that strong of a, an offense, and so he felt like he had to kind of carry the team, and so he swung at everything. And but I mean, there's risk and reward. I mean, mm-hmm. a ton of hits. Uh, you get yourself out, you know, uh, at times, but you, you know, you punish the ball if it's even close to the strike zone, and. And so he's still, you know, the, his, the following year, uh, much more plate discipline, much more patient, more walks, you know, a lot more intentional walks. So, I don't know if you ever watch and, Griffey. Uh, I, I think at King Griffey Jr. When you when you when you're saying this, uh, he swung at everything. He was a great hitter. Uh, and and of course, yeah. Jeff and I are Mariners fans. We grew up watching him. We were there. We we, we were at the games. Uh, we watched him yeah. on TV, but he was, he, he seems to be like, if when I think about somebody like that, he was that kind of hitter. He just went for everything. Yeah. And I, I always thought that just barreling the ball up, touching the ball is, is part of winning baseball. And, and now you see, you know, a lot of these teams kind of coming back around to that, that idea. Yeah. You know, it was a guy named, uh, you know, Billy Buckner, you know, I mean, everybody knows yeah. him for the, the, the play right. first base, but, that didn't lose the that didn't lose the World Series. Uh, what happened before that you know, was the, the relief. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the fall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, the but fall yeah, guy. he 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 was a great hitter, and yeah, and his whole career, whole career, which was probably I don't know, sixteen, eighteen years or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. But he played for a long time for a number yeah, of he was... teams, and he he struck out. He never struck out more than twice in a game. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. So. So, and I don't know if I shared this with you a, a while back about the 
the swing and miss, you know, there were three teams in the last 10 years that one year they were the worst at putting the ball in play. The next year they made a, you know, concerted effort to be better than they were in the top five of putting the ball in play in that, that next year from one year to the next, they, they all won the world series started with the Royals and then the uh, Astros and Red Sox. Wow. And so, and, and if you put the, if you just barrel the ball up at the major league level, guys throw so hard. So, I mean, the ball is going to jump off the bat and the balls they use, they, you know, I don't know how, how much further they go than our balls, but probably 40 feet. I mean, wow. you know, 30 That's feet. Yeah. And they're, they are juiced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, and there's a reason why, uh, uh, I think major league baseball, I think they bought Rawlings and Rawlings is the official, you know, a ball of, of the major league baseball. So, and I think the balls were juiced more maybe a couple of years ago, kind of got out of, out of whack. I remember watching highlights maybe four years ago and guys were off their front foot, reaching down for a ball at their shins. Check and they were hitting it. Yeah. Hitting, <laughs> yeah, hitting, hitting balls 20 feet, 20 feet over the center field. Fence. So, but uh, yeah. So back to your original question, just be aggressive and, but you have to start with some fundamentals because you know, I, I, I see kids in, in travel ball and this and that, and some are successful just because they're physically more mature. But if you have good fundamentals, fundamentals will ultimately win out most of the time. You just have to get to a certain age where you, you um, mature, grow, you know, have your growth spur to put on some weight. And now those kids with fundamentally sound swings or, or arms or, or fielding fundamentals, they they almost always pass up the the kids that were more successful early just because of the uh, strength. So if you can combine both strength and fundamentals, then you got something. Um, you, you told us uh, prior to jumping on with us that uh, Brooks got a couple doubles off of Adam Wainwright. Does he call you and say, um, Adam Wainwright, you know, he's he's later on in his career. I mean, he's, what, he's been around yeah. for how, how many years? So, but I mean, this is probably somebody that Brooks followed when he was somewhat yeah. young. Uh, does he call you up and say, hey, dad, guess what? I got a couple of doubles off Adam Wainwright, or, or is it yeah. just business as usual? No, we, we converse, you know, maybe every other day via text, and maybe I'll, I'll talk to him like, twice a week, and he just came off a road trip against the Dodgers they were, uh, in Tulsa, and they have really good pitching staff, and so he was struggling. And I use I I try to let him alone because uh, you know he's really smart, and let him try to figure some things out. But he, he uh, sent me a text, and you know I I have his login to all the video that they have, and he says, "What do you got?" So I knew that he was looking for something. So we talked for about forty minutes, and. I watched some video before then. I said, okay, uh, I would, I would try this, this, and it's kind of a, it's a, it's a combination between both of us. And I just said, okay, does that make sense? You know, it was for left-handed and right-handed. And he said, yeah. And so, uh, you know, they were off, their off days were Monday. So we, um, uh, the night before or the day day of, I said, Hey, you're facing Wainwright. And he goes, yep. And <laughs> so he had a couple of uh, great at bats 
with him. There's there's something on Twitter. I don't know where, where it's from. People just <laughs> send it to me. Um, but Wainwright was uh, at a post game interview and talked about uh, at one of the at bats. I think it was like a nine pitch at bat, and and he kind of threw the kitchen sink at him. He threw everything, and and mm-hmm. uh, he was impressed. And I think after the second double, Burks got to second base and. And uh, Wainwright said a couple things to him, but and, and in a positive way. So he was, you know, impressed for somebody, you know, coming up through the minor leagues. And Did Brooks fire back. He's like, "Yeah, my dad told me just to swing at everything when I was younger." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he, I know, he, he, he didn't say anything. But out of the strike zone, I'm taking you. <laughs> when I saw the highlight, I, I, I thought. Because I, I didn't see Wainwright, I saw Brooks at second base, and I, I I saw him looking at the mound, and I said, I'm wondering if if uh, he gave him like a, a nod, and Brooks said he just winked at him, and but I think he did say a couple things to him, and so pretty cool. Yeah, it was a cool cool moment. I mean, yeah, that's a 21 year veteran, probably a future Hall of Famer, and yeah, and uh, yeah, it's all cool. I mean, you know, like we're talking about like being in those. Uh, major league spring training games, he, back-to-back days where he faced Garrett Cole and Max Freed, two of the best in, in major league baseball on back-to-back days. And it's like, all right, let's, it's, it's, you know, learning on the job and trying to, trying to figure out how to hit that elite pitching that has elite stuff. And, and then especially with, with guys that have more than one swing and miss pitch, it, it's, it's a difficult task to, uh, you know, be, be, you know, barrel up the ball like we talk about yeah but it's cool it's yeah. it's great it it uh you know nowadays with uh live streams and stuff like that it's awesome i mean i get the chance to to watch them and then the next day all the videos are downloaded and back in uh back when i played like on the east coast uh you know my dad would get a three-day-old newspaper from wherever i was at and it's like <laughs> i was like yeah <laughs> That's how far we've come. Yeah. And so, we were just talking about the internet and how far it's come and how oh, it's it, it, good and bad all at the same time. Uh, you can watch the games this weekend, by the way. If you can't make it out to Baggage Stadium, you can get to uh, gopoly.com. Click on the schedule there. They take on UC San Diego on, uh, what is it, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 6 o'clock on Friday, 4 o'clock on Saturday, and 1 o'clock on Sunday. Great catching up with you, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Talk to you next week. All right. There goes head coach Larry Lee. Uh, if you want to play Name That Classic Rock tune, we'll kick you a uh, four-pack of tickets to go to the series this weekend and uh, give you an opportunity to win $500 in cash. Just text the word BASEBALL to 805-543-3693. We'll play coming up. Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. All right, here we go. It's time to play Name That Classic Rock tune. I think we got a couple of heavy hitters today, Jeff. Doug Swain and Deanne. Say your last name, Deanne. Hukokian. Hukokian. Yes. Yes. All right, you guys each have a shot to win $500 every time you get a song right by getting the title and artist. You get a point. Every time you get a point, your name goes in the hats for $500. You can get up to three points to get your name in the hat three times if you can win three times. But you got to at least get one song right to get your name in the hat for the 500 bucks. Uh, ring in with right. your name and you know title and artist. Jeff will give you the year. He'll play the song. Ring in with your name. Don't blurt out the answer until we call upon you. Just in case the other person 
ring in first. You're each going to receive a four-pack of tickets to go to Cal Poly Baseball. You can grab your tickets right now. Go to GoPoly.com. Jeff, are we ready? Yes, we're ready. And Deanne, uh, I, a little birdie told me that you're ba-da-ba-ba-ba working uh, yes. this morning. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just I, I saw a commercial the other day for McDonald's, uh, the sausage uh, McMuffin with egg. And, yeah. the, and it was a very simplistic commercial, but it hit home. This is like, hey, you have the ingredients at home to make it, but how come it never tastes like it does when you get it at McDonald's? And it's the what? truth. That's so true. It's 100% the truth. That's exactly what my kids say to me when I'm like, hey, I'll make you an Egg McMuffin. Here you go. I know, and they're like, not the same, Dad. Not the same. I don't know what it it's is, man. It's not the same. It's not. I don't know why. It's the ba 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 It must be that. <laughs> It must be that. Uh, good morning, Doug. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Are you working you right now, too? Yes, I am. What are you doing? I am welding. Loading, okay. Yeah. Welding. Welding. He's a welder. Oh, welder. Oh, He's a welder. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. First song, guys. Uh, came out in 1980. Ring in when you think you know what the title and the artist is of said song. Oh no! You know what? Last last night was podcast night, and I have to change my settings. Hold on a second. We need to move podcast night. That's becoming. I know it's on Tuesdays. Uh, I got news for you. Next next week it's on a Tuesday too. So (laughs) okay, here we go. Nineteen eighty. You got to ring okay. in with your name. You know, I, I just realized I played oh, the wrong man. song. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, I goofed the first one. Okay, um, I, I goofed it too because I played the wrong song. That song did not come out in 1980. <laughs> okay, so here we go. All right. This is the original song. We will strike um, Ain't Too Proud to Beg off the record. Here we go. This is the 1980 song. Doug. Doug. Oh. Uh, ACDC, Back in Black. That's correct, Doug. Nice job, Doug, and we're off to a great start. I love it. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know if you guys have been listening over the last couple of weeks. Holy cow. We would have have people not be able to get that. That's an easy one. You got a good start there. All right, Doug Scott won. His name's in the hat for the $500. Deanne, here we go. Okay. Many people would argue if this is classic rock or not. I think it is. You'll see why. It came out in 1997. Okay, 1997. Oh, um... Doug. Doug. Dang. Uh, it's Eric Clapton, but I can't think of the name. Okay, that means, Deanne, you, uh, get, you get a bunch of the song, okay, Deanne? Oh, you this can't think you of the make, name? You can't think of the name? This is where you can make up That's, some ground, Deanne, okay? Give it a good listen. Um, we'll let you know when you can... Uh, when your time has ran up and you need to make a guess, okay? And I'm not a big Eric Clapton fan. I don't think you have to. Cheers in the rain? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, we, 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 I don't know. We will stop I'm it not... for you. We're going we're gonna to try to help you Just out here, Just take Deanne. a breath, Deanne. Take a breath. Listen. If I can reach the stars Pull one down to you Okay, there's your 30 seconds. Uh, now, this was part of yeah, a big so. movie in 97. This is a big song. Jeremy? Oh, man. I don't think they're going to get know. it. I know. All right, it's, uh, it's Tears in Heaven. No. Ah. No? It's not. 
Nobody no, would have it's, it's Change of the World. Oh. Damn it. I would have never got that. Yes. We don't play this song, do we? That's some easy listening. Uh, it, was in, it was in the library. I mean, I don't know if we play it, but it was in the library. All right. All right. Uh, Doug's got one to end zero so far, but here we go. Third song. 1982. Doug. Doug. Um, I heard. I heard. Dean, you have to ring in with your name. You can't just start talking. All right. Doug did ring in because he followed the rules. Bo's journey. And uh, the, the, the title is uh, not coming to me. Sorry. That's good news right. for Deanne. Now, Deanne, you can yes, it let, it, let it breathe a little bit. Give it a listen. Make sure you get that title right, okay? okay. Journey separate ways. That is correct, Deanne. Good job. Make sure you ring in by saying your name. Deanne, you have to ring in by saying your name in the future. Okay. Deanne, All practice right. with me. Say your name out loud. Go. Deanne. There you go. That's how you do it. All right. Okay. Okay, it's tied up one to one. All right, uh, and Deanne, go. you're now in the the drawing for the 500 bucks. Here we go. That's big. That's okay. big. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> 1969. Deanne. Go ahead, Deanne. Deanne, Led Zeppelin ramble on. Good job, Deanne. <laughs> She's rambling now. She's got two back-to-back points. Doug with one. This is named that classic rock tune. Doug, you have to get the next point to stay alive. How things have turned. Deanne, the next yeah. point wins the game for you. It was right. a good matchup. A lot of back and forth. There was that uncertainty in the beginning. We stumble out of the blocks. We strike it from the record. Doug jumps out to a big... Now she knows how to say now her name. Uh, explain it, uh, inexplicably has the lead. This is great. This is a good matchup. No like no okay. mean hate text so far in the 805. Your text lines about you two. Well, Everybody's cheering come. you on. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> All right, where are we going, uh, Jeff? 1984. Oh, man. Oh, Doug. Go ahead, Doug. Um, pretenders. Uh, oh, God. They, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, my God. Is that not tip of my tongue? Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, oh, oh Red Deanne, Anderson. you have more, okay? Oh, you have more song, Deanne. This is for the win. Yeah. Pretenders, middle of the road. Hey, yeah! yeah. yeah. All right, there it is. Ah, oh, Doug. I know, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. There it is, the pretenders. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jan, wow. Look at you coming from behind. You've got your name in the hat not once, but three times for $500. Doug, you made it in once, and we're sending you both to Cal Poly Baseball. Thanks for playing in that classic rock tune, guys. We appreciate it. Hold on the line. We'll get you all set to go here. Uh, 805-543-3693 are the numbers that you need to text the word baseball to if you would like to play. Wow, that was much better this week. Yes, that's what we needed. I was starting to lose faith in the game. I mean, <laughs> that might be the quickest quickest game well, we no, played. And it wasn't. And it was wasn't. so good it was, that I, wanted, I honestly wanted to go more. I wanted to go to the first to six because 
Those two were battling back and forth. I think Doug would have made a comeback. It was close. It was very close. Doug, I think, a little premature on the ringing in this morning. Um, you got to make sure you got that title and artist nailed down if you're going to play in the future for Name That Classic Rock 2. All right. Uh, you can catch this on demand today in the podcast, Jeff and Jeremy in the Morning. Plus, I thought a great candid conversation we had with Coach Larry Lee today about hitting a baseball. And, of course, his son, Brooks, who was in the uh, – is he in the minors? Is that what you would say? He's Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's playing for the uh, Twins Double A affiliate yeah. right now. And uh, always love talking to the coach. Really enjoyed that today. Jeff and Jeremy in the Morning, wherever you get your podcast or at KZOZ.com. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.